Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Number three overall pick by the Houston Texans in 2023, Will Anderson Jr. Will, you and the Texans coming off a enormous win in Cincinnati. How are, you, how are you doing on this Tuesday? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. By the way, I got to point out that our guy, Rick Spielman, who I co-host this podcast with, cannot be here. He is one of the biggest Will Anderson Jr. fans. I'll be honest with you, maybe the only person he loves more than Will Anderson Jr. is Bryce Young. But you, <laughs> you're 1A, and Will uh, Bryce is 1, but um, he, he's going to be devastated that he's not here. But I have to note, before we get going, Will joins us with Old Spice and Big Brothers Big Sisters. Together, they're on a mission to ensure no student drops out of high school due to a lack of confidence. Thanks to the Old Spice School of Swagger program. Learn more and sign up to become a mentor today at walmart.com slash school of swagger. All right, as you and I talk, Will, the Texans are 5-4, and four, one game behind the Jaguars in the AFC South. It's crazy to say this out loud. Currently the number seven team in the AFC, which means you guys would be in the playoffs. They started right now. And no one outside the organization thought you guys would be where you are at this point. I want to ask you a sort of a, a coaching question. So first year coach, D'Amico Ryans, and you probably don't know this, so you can you can pass this along. D'Amico went to Alabama. You, you may not have known that. So, But he got there, or he left right before Nick Saban arrived. I think Nick came in 2007, and I think D'Amico was drafted in 05. Uh, can you give me 
sort of, you don't have to compare them, but maybe one thing that each of them do well as a coach in terms of being a leader and getting people motivated. I know they're different type of coaches and obviously different age, age range, but they're doing something right. And you certainly have a lot of experience with Nick and what he did at Alabama. Can you give me uh, two examples of, of what make those guys, makes those guys so good at what they do? Yeah, I just think it's the the love they have for the game and the the energy that they have for the game and the energy they have for the players and how they can get players going. I think they both do a really good job of that, like getting the players to stay focused and stay engaged in the game of showing them that, like, look, like, I love this game just as much as you and I'm going to give it all I got. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a ride for y'all. And I think they both do a really good job of that. And I think that's why players love playing for them and love going out there and just doing what they ask, um, ask for us to do. But, like, Coach D'Amico, man, like, he's a great coach, um, high-energy guy. And I think what makes him, he's very competitive. Like, he loves the game of football. I think sometimes, like, he be wishing, like, he could, he's young. So, like, he wish like, he could get back out there one more time and, like, go out there and hit somebody. And it just gives us so much more energy because it's like, dang, I got a coach like that. Like, I'm going to go out there and run through a brick wall for that, man. You know what I'm saying? But that's just how much energy and love he brings to not only us but to this whole organization. And it just makes everybody want to keep playing for him. Uh, not knowing D'Amico at all, I'm guessing he yells less than Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I just took a guess in the dark on that one. Look, I mentioned that you and your teammates are fresh off that unbelievable game against the Bengals. That was so much fun to watch. You went to Cincinnati. You guys were up 10 points in the fourth quarter. It looked great. CJ never throws interceptions. He threw that interception deep in the red zone late, and the, the Bengals tied it. And then you guys came back. CJ did his thing. The week before, he threw that that touchdown pass to Tank Dale to win it. This week, it was Matt Amendola. You didn't know Matt Amendola two weeks ago, I bet. He came in and made that game-winning kick. Uh, so I want to ask you, and you didn't face Joe Burrow. I think you just missed him at LSU by a year because the, the, I looked it up. Your freshman year, you guys beat the brakes up LSU. I think it was 55 points you guys scored in that game, and Joe Burrow wasn't there for that. But I wanted to ask you more about CJ. Yeah. So we know how special he is after 10 weeks, and he's he's played like a legitimate MVP candidate. Um we're not even three months into this thing, which is crazy. Can you give me your top three favorites, CJ Stroud moments since you guys have been teammates? Top three. Um, I'm just gonna say, like, the from the character from a character standpoint of the type of person he is, man. Like, to, my top three would probably be um, after the after this last win, after the Bengals game. You know, like. He, um, the character that he has and like the favor that he has over his life by God, man, and like he's willing to share that with other people and be a blessing to other people, man. Like it's super special. Like he gets in a locker room and he's like, man, like it's nobody else that I'd rather be playing with or like playing for than, you know, you guys. Like, and like I think that just like that just shows the type of character he has. And then like in our rookie meetings, we have rookie development meetings. Like he'll stand up and he'll say something that maybe like nobody wants to say. But he'll say it because we can relate to it. And he knows, like, we all go through the same thing. So, like, we're like, dang, like, CJ going through the same thing? Okay, okay. And, like, that, and, that, and I think that's how he connects with us. He's like, look, we're not, like, you're not the only person going through this. Like, I'm probably going through the same thing as you. And then probably, like, when we first got here and, you know, he um, he became a, a, a rookie. I mean, not a rookie. He became a captain as a rookie. I think those are the three moments where I was like, like, this guy right here is a special individual, like, Really great on the field, like deserves everything on the field, like off the chains. Like if I was an MVP, if I was on the ballot to do MVP, he would be on like the first person on my list. But I think the off the field person is like one of a kind. Like man, the way he can command a room, the way he can connect with people, and the way that he can like bring more out of people and bring more like 
have everybody together is really special on how you can do that. So I knew that CJ, one of the questions about CJ coming out was that he was so well protected at Ohio state with all those first round picks along the offensive line. How would he handle pressure? And he's handled pressure like he's Tom Brady out there. But I knew that CJ was well mature beyond his years because we talked to him a few times last year during the draft process, once at the Super Bowl, and then Rick and I talked to him at the combine and Rick, you know, Rick will tell you what he's thinking. And Rick told CJ in front of God in the world, he said, I went to that, your very first game against Minnesota when he started as a freshman or sophomore in Minnesota, it was rainy. The conditions were terrible. And CJ did not play well in the first half. And Rick said, man, you were terrible in the first half. I was getting ready to leave. And Rick said, I mean, and CJ said, well, you should have left. Cause I, I lit it up uh, the second half. You get, he literally said to Rick, you got to give a brother a chance to warm up. And he mm-hmm. said that, and he was joking, but he, he wasn't serious either. And, you know, Rick can take a take a, take a a ribbing, but I that to me said, this this guy's 21 years old. He's been through a lot. This is not too big for him. And yeah. he can joke about it, but at the end of the day, we know what we're going to see. And I'll, I'll help you out on, on the two throws he made down the stretch uh, in the Buccaneers game, that corner route to or the over route to, to Tank on the sideline, great catch by Tank, and then the post yes. he threw on the very next play. Those are two plays. And then I'll throw in the running play last week, the eight-yard touchdown run where mm-hmm. that's the other thing. We didn't know he could run until the Georgia game. It turns out he's a pretty good athlete. Yeah, he got a lot of, <laughs> let me tell you, he, he got a lot of surprises. Don't let him fool you, know, like, he'll take <laughs> off with that thing. See, I'm telling you, like, CJ has the whole package, man. Like, I'm telling you, like, we'd be so happy on defense. Look at him, like, hey, that's our quarterback right there. Like, he can zip that thing. Like, we got that. We straight. So having CJ here, man, it's a blessing to everybody in this organization, man. You know, one of my favorite things about CJ that maybe a lot of people don't know. Do you know CJ's uh, full name? I just know about CJ. It's a great, it's a beautiful name. Like I love the fact that Geno Smith's real name is Eugene Cyril Smith the third. Like that's a like a he's like a doctor or a lawyer, that name. CJ's up there. His name is Coleridge Bernard Stroud the fourth. That's a name right there, man. That's All a right. strong name, man. That's a strong name. I love it. So uh we gotta talk about our guy Bryce. Um Bryce is another guy that obviously you play with at Alabama, and uh we talked to him a few times last year. Rick knows him well, of course. And you get the sense from Rick and just from talking to him the few times that I did that. Nothing affects Bryce. Like he's incredibly mentally tough. We know all the success he had at Alabama when you and he were there together. If a Panthers fan stops you on the street and said, "Hey, Will, I need you to reassure me that everything's going to be okay with Bryce," what what stories are you telling them to make them feel better about their situation? I'm like, go back and look at the Auburn game. Go back and look at every game he's played in Alabama when he got tough. <laughs> that's um, the truth. That's 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 the type of guy he is. I mean. Nobody ever said it was going to be easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody said, like, as soon as we got here, like, we were just going to be automatically successful. You know what I'm saying? Or automatically do this. And I tell you, like, one thing about Bryce, like, Bryce doesn't let anything affect him. Like, he's a guy that's like, if something happened, oh, I'm looking for a better outcome next time. Like, I'm going in back in. I'm going to work even harder. Like, he has that competitive edge to him, but that humility to, like, understand the situation that he's in. So, like, I just know for sure that, like, if somebody came up to me and said, I'm like, bro, y'all going to be all right. Like, Bryce gonna figure that thing out. He's gonna get those guys going and he's gonna do him. Like he's very poised with anything that he has going on, very calm, collective. But like when he's by himself, like best belief, he's trying to find out any way how can I just be like the best Bryce Young that I can be. Yeah, uh, Rick and I go back and watch all the rookie snaps at the quarterback position. And um look, the the reality is Bryce hasn't played well at times, but he does a lot of the things that you see. And by the way, CJ and Bryce throw with more anticipation than I've seen rookie quarterbacks throw with. I don't know since when. Obviously, CJ's in a much better spot right now, but I think you're right. I think Bryce needs to be helped around, but never once in the however many hundreds of snaps he's taken, have you seen him drop his head? Have you seen him uh, throw his helmet? None of that. He just is like, all right, uh, on to the next rep. And I, I, I 
I 100% would buy exactly what you're saying if I was a Panthers fan because there are certainly worse situations to be in around the league at the quarterback position, and um, I think Bryce is going to turn around. So I mentioned that we do watch all these snaps, and we we also do like a top five rookie non-quarterback every week. And in, in, uh, week nine, we got a guy, Will Anderson Jr. on the list, so I was excited to go watch your game against the Buccaneers. So one of my favorite plays of the season you were part of out of that Buccaneers game. You know which play I'm talking about? Which one? It was a play. Let me set it up for you here. Third and 10. 19 yard line, Tampa Bay 19. Bucks are leading 23, 22, 427, 427 left in the third quarter. My man Will Anderson and Khalil Davis got right a little ET e- stunt. <laughs> and you ear hold Cody Mock, the right tie, right guard. I mean, you ear. I, I said to Rick, have you ever seen a stunt run like that? He goes, I've never in my 30 years seen a thing like that. So I work with uh Leger Doosable, who played for 10 years in the NFL as a defensive lineman. Uh, we're together at CBS. So I sent him the clip. I said, Leger, tell me something. What should I know about this other than the fact that it's just like, how can I sound smart? And so he, here's what he said. So when he played with the Jets, they called it an exit game. I don't know if that's what you guys call it, but he's, I'm just going to read the text. The game is usually based off the protection. A lot of centers and running backs go opposite of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like in this game, the center goes to the passing strength, and the Texans saw that on tape. I think Will and Khalil saw that on tape. And one of the most exciting things about me after the fact that and Cody mock is no slouch. Like he, he was, yeah. he was a dude at the senior bowl. We talked to him. He's a great guy. I love the fact that after that play, you celebrated, like you got the sack and you won the super bowl because you know, you did your job. <laughs> tell me, just tell me about that play and, and how it came about. Yeah. Um, I think it just starts back coming into the D line room, man. Like for us, like, man, we, we want to be a really great unit. And our biggest thing is just us being consistent and being together as one and everybody rushing this forward. Like, whoever's on the field, we're rushing together. We're not being selfish. And, uh, like, all week, like, we was like, man, like, practice was great. Like, we was on it with our rushes and everything like that. Like, we were consistent. So when we got to the game, like, we already knew what time it was going to be. Like, we knew, like, where they were sliding to, everything like that. And so in that moment, like, we was like, we got to get it. Because we had missed a few in the first half. We was like, come on, we got to get it. We got to get it. And I was just so happy that we got it, man, because, like, that's what we practiced for, and that's what we talked about. And, like, that's what we want to be as a D-line. Like, if we want to be a great D-line, we have to go out there and execute like that, and nobody can stop us when we're executing like that, man. And it just – and that was his – and I didn't know that was even his first career sack until we got in the building. But, like, I mean, just, like, just seeing other people win, like, see, your, like, your teammates win in life or just, like, accomplish something and stuff like that, like, it's, it's, it's amazing and beautiful thing to see. You know what I'm saying? So, like – when like Khalil did his thing, he did his job. I did my job, and we worked together as one. Like it was a perfect, like it, it ended up working out perfectly. But man, like it just excites me, like just doing your job the right way, like executing the right way. It just makes me happy, man, because it just shows me how like how far we can really take this thing as a D line and how great we can really be. Well, I want to thank you for letting me enjoy watching that because I didn't see that coming. I was like, oh my goodness, that did not just happen. Let's talk about uh, another defensive player you're quite familiar with, uh, your former teammate, Dallas Turner, who's probably going to be a first-round pick, too. Uh, can you give me your scouting report on Dallas, uh, maybe in terms of when he came to Tuscaloosa, how much he's improved, and what he is so good at now that's going to give people trouble? Bad yeah, boy. The Dallas first got the t- <laughs> when Dallas first got the Alabama, Dallas was so fat. Like, we used oh, to talk was? about him all the time. He got, coming out of high school, you know, he got that, you know, you got that baby fat. You know what I'm saying? And fastest joke I've seen. With the baby fat line. He would go out there and run sprints. And me and him always be like right there naked. Like, bro, how are you keeping up, bro? Like, but no, like, like Dallas, he reminded, like, he reminded, like, I seen myself in Dallas. I was like, Dallas is a hungry young dude, like, 
when he first got there, like I could tell, like, oh, he's going to be special because he loved the game of ball. And his instincts were way ahead of mine, like way ahead of mine. Like, okay. what we like, he's like, well, what were you thinking? I'm like, bro, your instincts are way ahead of mine. Like, I was just thinking about going to destroy somebody. Like, I wasn't thinking about this, but nothing. I was just thinking about putting my head under somebody's chin. But he's a smart, physical, when I say physical, smart and physical, with great instincts. I think that's what separates him a lot. Like, he knows so much about the game of football. It's ridiculous. And I think that's, like, he has the edge on all the other rushers, you know, that's coming out this year or whatever like that. But, like, man, like, Dallas is a player that, like, he's going to go get his regardless. And he's going to do his job. And he's going to be, like, he's going to out-physical you. He's going to outwork you. And his bag of pass rush moves is unmatched. Like, speed, quickness, and also can go to power. Very finesseful type guy. And also really good in the run game. I think that's like, when you look at a complete edge rusher, that's the things that you really have to look for. It's like, I know this guy can get to the quarterback, but how is he on first and second down? Like, you know, where's his eyes at? And Dallas is a very disciplined player. Um, watches film more than anybody that I know when I was there. You know what I'm saying? Like, always like, will you seen this? Will you seen that? Or anything like that, or will you did you know this? What did you know that? And I was like, yeah, this dude right here is gonna be very special. So he takes the game very seriously, he takes his craft very seriously, and you know, it's just gonna be a nice reward for him to see it pay off for him. Man, we're gonna have to play this clip for him when we see him at the combine because you're his hype man. He's gonna appreciate it. I'll, I'll cut up the man, you call I, the fat. <laughs> let, let me tell you, I I'll take him in 41 all day. Him in 41, Chris Braswell, those yeah. two guys, those two guys, like those like we we got a group chat, we talk all the time, but like those two guys right there, man, they, they're special. Well, that's great. I, I appreciate that scouting report. I'm going to pass it on to Rick because Rick hates everything I say about the players. He thinks I'm an idiot. So I, I'm going to use your scouting report and see if he likes it. I'm going to say, wait, that's what Will said about Dallas. What are you going to do about that? All right, let me get let me get you out of here on this. Uh, tell us more about your partnership with Old Spice and, and Big Brothers and Big Sisters and how the audience can play a role. Yeah, most definitely. So, like, we have 30,000 students right now on the Big Brother and Big Sister, you know, program mentorship. And it's been amazing, man. You know, they help the high school kids graduate with the mentorship. I know for like for me, like when I was going in the wrong direction and everything like that, I had my like coach in high school, Coach Fred and Coach Rogers pulled me back in. And just to be an impact, you know, to anybody that's going through anything. So Old Spice and Walmart, um, I'm very appreciative of them and School of Swagger and everything like that, being able to do this for the kids and um, me being a part of it. And I think that's what makes Old Spice and Walmart special. So just to give back to the community and give back to the kids is really exciting. No, that's a that's a great that's a great point, and hopefully people will go out and, and help if they're listening to this. And and Will, I just want to say it's it's been a pleasure as always. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm so excited for you guys' success. It's been so much fun to watch. Congratulations on where you are. I know you can't look. You got you got to look one one day ahead. And I hope you guys have a great rest of the season. And, and I hope to see you guys in the playoffs. That'll be fun to watch. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. If you want to win your fantasy football league, it starts right now. The offseason is the best time to get ahead of the competition. We'll help you win your league on the Fantasy Football Today podcast, part of CBS Sports Podcast Network. Fantasy Football Today has three episodes every week following the latest news, giving you early rankings, early sleepers, breakouts, and busts. So if you're a dedicated fantasy football manager, check out the most dedicated podcast, Fantasy Football Today. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found.